And we are happy to be joined by you for the NECBL podcast. I'm your host, Chris Gianta. Alongside me is Daniel Curran. How you been, Daniel? Chris, I've been doing very well. The playoffs started yesterday for the NECBL. We got some wild card action, two awesome games, one between the Sanford Mainers and Newport Gulls and another between the Mystic Schooners and Martha's Vineyard Sharks. The Mainers and the Sharks moved on to the uh, next round of the playoffs. They will be in the semifinals and obviously a couple great games. Chris, we were fortunate enough to be at one of them. Yes, uh, we went to uh, Newport, Rhode Island uh, to attend the legendary Cardians Field. I mean, if, if you haven't been to Cardians Field, Try to try to find your way there at least once. It's uh, it's pretty phenomenal, um, yeah. And uh, it was an intense game all the way through. Uh, both you know both games were, but uh, you know we can tell from personal experience that uh, the Newport Sanford game absolutely was, and it really embodied the intensity of the one game playoff um, because it really it really felt like do or die for everybody involved it really did i uh, i mean it was a 9-7 shootout it, it's funny because you think of a 9-7 game and you think just consistent offense throughout the game but it really wasn't the case there was no scoring after the sixth inning yeah yeah absolutely um the newport and sanford's you know back end of their bullpens really locked it down yeah. um you know out of, from newport you had ryan ginther out of vanderbilt uh yeah, Vanderbilt University or University of Vanderbilt, um, who went two and two thirds scoreless innings, and then of course from Sanford you had, uh, you know, the other side, the the, you know, the the other side of the Atham brothers. You know, we just had Bryce Atham out of Southern Maine. He won Pitcher of the Week, and then his brother Brady Atham the next day or on the same day of the announcement, uh, he throws four shutout innings with five strikeouts and one walk. Uh, and earns the save in a nine to seven win over uh, over Newport. Yeah, I mean, I was down on the first base side in the bottom of the eighth inning. There was nobody moving in the Stanford bullpen, which was pretty remarkable just to know that this was Brady Aptim's game. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. And yeah, that's the type of dominance that uh, gets you leading the league in strikeouts as a reliever. Um, <laughs> yes, it's pretty re- pretty remarkable uh, what. Both he and his brother have done all year. Um, and speaking of Sanford, I mean, like, you know, a week back, it, you know, it was very questionable as to whether they would make the playoffs or not. And here they are in the semifinals. Uh, they, they've won six of their last eight uh, to get into the playoffs, had some gutsy performances from everybody. And, and here they are now in the semifinals. Yeah, I mean, this entire season has been a fight for their lives. They started at the season one and nine. They had to go 21-13 and 13 throughout the rest of the season to even earn a spot in the playoffs. That was to sneak into the 60 on the last day of the season uh, via tiebreakers, uh, you know, because they ended up tied with the Danbury Westerners in record at 22-22. and 22. And, I mean, what a remarkable season it's been. They've had so many guys step up. We talked about them uh, a couple weeks into the season about how they had been streaking and they were making their way to 500, and... I mean, that's that's where they ended on the on the last day of the season, and you know this team is all they've done is fight for their life in the last week in the last week, getting to the playoffs, playing in a one game playoff, and they are now set to face the division rival, one seeded Vermont Mountaineers in the semifinals. And given some roster changes, it looks like all things could be pointing Sanford here. Yeah, very much so. I mean, they definitely carry all the momentum right now, um, and yeah, I mean Sanford looked. 
so ready to play uh, yesterday. I mean, they they come in a Newport tough environment. The you know a pretty packed house. Uh, we can we can tell you uh, in Newport. Newport had some quality momentum heading uh, uh, heading into the playoffs, and you know obviously a, a fantastic lineup, a lineup that led the league in runs per game and OPS. And uh, however, Sanford comes in. Uh, Calvin Hewitt, the leadoff hitter uh, out of Vanderbilt, he gets a gets a leadoff single, and then Quinn McDaniel out of Maine Arono. It's a two-run shot to make it two-nothing immediately uh, in Sanford's favor, and that that kind of got that kind of set the precedent for what the game might end up being. Yeah, I mean it was a shootout all the way through. the The Mainers were up six to one. The goals made it six to four. Then they were up nine to four, and the goals made it nine to seven, and that was eventually the final score. But it never really felt like the game was over, really, until Brady Afton started settling in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And even then, like. You know Brady Brady Atham, he's a great pitcher, and then but he was going against the best lineup in the NACBL this year, so you you never quite knew what direction uh, the game could possibly go in. Um, Brady Atham, by the way, out of uh, UConn, Univer- yeah, University of Connecticut, um, and uh, and yeah, and and you know Newport. To their credit, fought all the way through, no doubt about it. They responded in the first inning with a, a Sleet Alford RBI single. Um, and Sleet Alford, by the way, out of Mississippi State. Uh, and then two innings later, Sanford dropped another four runs on the goal on the goals. However, in the bottom of the third, Newport responded with three more runs of their own, and they stayed in the game. It was six to four. Yep. And then. Two innings later, Sanford scores three runs, and in the bottom of that inning, Newport scores another three runs. Uh, Newport had some had some solid performers the whole night, as we mentioned. Slate Alford, uh, he went two for four with an RBI that day. Uh, Noah Martinez out of Central Connecticut State University, um, he went two for five with two RBI and a home run, and uh, Alec Makarevich. Out of East Carolina, he went three for five with an RBI. Um, so yeah, I mean a hard-fought game, exactly what you're looking for in a one-game playoff. And yeah, it was just it was wonderful to witness in person, that's for sure. Yeah, no, it was an awesome game. Uh, I wanted it to never end. I yeah, mean, like that atmosphere in Cardinals Field for playoff games, it was real. Yeah, it was very real there. Uh, but the Sanford Mainers, I know, a six-three upset in the playoffs. This is a team with a lot of momentum. And if they can beat this Newport team, I don't think there's a team that they can't beat. I know that, you know, seeding-wise, they're going to be facing a tougher team, a team with a better record, but I see no reason why they can't take down the Vermont Mountaineers. Absolutely. And, you know, that was exemplified, you know, their, their most recent matchup against the Mountaineers. They did defeat them. Bryce Aftham had a... Six to nothing. Yeah, Bryce Aftham had a, uh, a complete game shutout, which, uh, you know, helped him earn Pitcher of the Week. Um, but also... Sanford Newport was not the only exciting wild card game on Monday night. Uh, the Schooners and the Mystic Schooners and the Martha's Vineyard Sharks in a Coastal Division matchup had uh, a, a really fantastic, really fantastic matchup that literally came down to the end. It absolutely did. Uh, 
an 11th inning walk-off for the Martha's Vineyard Sharks. And this is a game that I, that went back and forth. I mean, Mystic got three runs in the first inning off of a an RBI walk from Michael Bello out of Auburn and a couple of RBI groundouts uh, to help make it 3-0. And they added to that lead, making it 4-0 in the second on an RBI single from Joseph Chikonsky out of UNC Chapel Hill. So, you know, the Sharks were down early in this one, 4 to nothing after the second. Uh, they ended up making it 4-5 to five come the eighth inning on a... They made it 4-1 to one on a uh, double by Logan Chambers out of Tennessee on two home runs from Danny Crossan out of Northeastern. Uh, one of them was a two-run home run, and one of them was a solo home run to tie it at four. They ended up taking the lead in the eighth inning on a passed ball, and... Uh, with Mystic down to their final three outs. And Mystic ended up tying the game on an RBI single in the ninth from Jakonski, uh, his second RBI of the game, to make it 5-5. Five to five. And going into extras, uh, Cameron Hill was just dominant, as he's been all year. Two and two-thirds innings pitched. Only three base runners are allowed on a, or a hit and two walks. Pretty remarkable uh, from him, and he's been remarkable all season. He has an 0.75 ERA this year, a whip of .375. Just remarkable. That is Cameron Hill, a reliever out of Georgia Tech. And he came through once again for the Sharks. And eventually, uh, in the 11th inning, the game-winning run scored on a, on a wild pitch. And the Sharks went on to advance to the semifinals. They'll be facing the Bristol Blues in the next round. Yeah, uh, and that should be a, a very intense matchup i mean the sharks you know they they were a wild card team but they they had a record that um really was very close with uh with the division winners i believe they went 29 and uh 15 and yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a very interesting matchup it starts uh at muzzy field on uh on tuesday night here and uh Looking at what the Sharks will be facing against the uh, Bristol Blues, um, pitching-wise, the Bristol Blues, uh, one of their one of their uh, best starters has been Jagger Duquette out of Wagner College. He has a 1.38 ERA uh, in 32 and two-thirds innings pitched. Uh, another pitcher who has been in uh, relief uh, has had. Five relief appearances and five uh, starts is Colin McVeigh, who is out of who's out of uh, Fairfield University. He has he was an All Star. He has a one seven three ERA in thirty six and a third innings pitched, and he also has over a strikeout per inning with uh, nine point four strikeouts per nine. Uh, and then out of that bullpen, another All Star. Luke Garofalo has been locked down the whole year. He's out of Central Connecticut State University. Uh, he has thrown 12 and a third innings pitched. He has six saves on the year, a .73 ERA, and uh, 17 strikeouts and only three walks in those 12 and a third innings pitched. Um, Bristol, you know, their pitching has been kind of their what's gotten them there. So, and with the Sharks offense has been kind of what's gotten them there so it should be a very interesting you know combination of uh combination of basically uh team team strengths for sure i mean that's going to be a fun matchup and then looking at the uh the sanford versus vermont matchup 
It's going to be very interesting because the Vermont Mountaineers are not, you know, by roster, the same team that they've been all season. Of course, they went 32-12 and 12 during the regular season. They've lost several players due to various reasons, including Jerry Syracuse out of UMass Lowell, uh, Tom Johnston out of Marshalltown Community College. They've lost Stephen Tomaso out of George Washington University. They've lost Evan Fox out of Stony Brook University. They lost Matthew Scabillo out of Colby College. They've also lost Adam Retzbach uh, to the MLB Draft. Adam Retzbach out of Lehigh University. And they also lost Carlos Torres to the MLB Draft. He was out of also Lehigh University. So this is a very depleted roster, but I mean, you know what? The Vermont Mountaineers, they've found a way all year. And without all these guys, there's still reason to believe that they can get it done. Absolutely. I mean, they they got, you know, they're... They, tied the uh, single season record for wins for a reason and it, you know it goes beyond it goes up and down the roster um, you know every single every single player on that roster has made an impact in some sort of way and uh, and yeah they 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 definitely they definitely pose a threat they are you know they host the first game of the series and potentially a game three if that happens um, so yeah I mean and Overall in the year, uh, Vermont, in, in the head-to-head -head matchups, uh, Vermont did win five of the six games against Sanford. You know, there were, it was a different roster, but they did, they have had some, uh, some very good success against, uh, against Sanford uh, throughout the season. And you know, just because they have lost a lot of guys, this team still has a lot of good players, including uh, Tyler Cox out of Dartmouth College. He was their leadoff hitter in the last game they played. We also have Santino Rosso out of Hofstra University. Uh, this is just on the offense. They have Mark Trotta, uh, who is an excellent player. He is out of he's out of William and Mary. He hit over 300 this year with an OPS in the 800s. Uh, this is still a solid offense. You know, they the back end of the offense, they're going to need to step up, no doubt. Um, but you know, they have the guys that can put runs on the board, and I think they have the pitching that can keep them in the game as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And yeah, you mentioned some of their lineup pieces, and uh, Vermont also still has a, a plethora of arms they can go to. Um, their main one has been their main one throughout the year has been Brendan McFall. Uh, Brendan McFall, by the way, out of Tufts University, he has a seven and zero record, and that doesn't happen by accident. Uh, he has a one one four ERA on the year in 23 and two-thirds innings pitch over 13 appearances this year has been a quality bullpen arm the whole year uh also another quality bullpen arm has been luke carpenter out of dartmouth college he has a 177 era and 20 and a third innings pitch this year and then a guy who was acquired uh later in the year by vermont um who started who made his first start on July 13th this year has has been uh, Aaron Dona out of St. Thomas Aquinas College. Um, he has a 1.92 ERA and 14 in innings pitch over three starts this year. Uh, his most recent uh, his most recent start was probably his best start. He went five and two thirds innings pitch, did not allow a single run. Uh, he allowed three hits and two walks and struck out ten batters. So you know that's a that's the type of guy you want uh, in your in your playoff rotation for sure. So Vermont, 
Vermont has a lot to offer uh, in these playoffs for sure. They absolutely do, and it's going to be an exciting matchup between the North Division rivals. You know, you look at the you look at the uh, the head-to-head matchups. Vermont winning five of the six, and I think they're more evenly matched than that, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially when you look at the momentum that Stanford has right now. You know, they're coming in. They might be the hottest team in the league right now. I mean, they're on top of the world. No one wants to face the Stanford Mainers. Yeah, I mean, including the playoffs, they've won seven out of nine. So. Yes. And, uh, and, you know, just defeated Newport uh, in Newport, which is a, a tough thing to do. So, yeah, anything uh, anything more uh, talking about this playoff, uh, this this race to the Faye Vincent Cup? Yeah, I mean, the game one... Uh, of this series will be in Vermont tonight, uh, Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. It'll be in Sanford on Wednesday at 6.30, and then if there's a Game 3, if necessary, it'll be Thursday in Vermont at 6.30. You know, Vermont does have the home field advantage here. I think that's definitely much needed, uh, given the momentum that Sanford has coming into this series. Yes, yes. Because they, those, I've been to Vermont, Chris, they draw some crowds. I will tell you that right now. Like, you know... The crowd we saw in Newport last night, they'll be behind the Mountaineers in the same way in this series. Right, right, right. Um, so a lot of things to look forward to here. Um, it will come down to the Mountaineers, Blues, Sharks, and Mainers to uh, get this Faye Vincent Cup. Mm-hmm. Very exciting stuff coming up in the next week. Go check all that out on watch.necbl.com or, you know, Go to the most go to the most local uh, local game that you can go to for sure. Absolutely. Um, because the playoff atmosphere for any CBL games is uh, is pretty wild. Um, so yeah. Also, if you want to uh, follow the NECBL on social media, follow the Instagram at the NECBL and the Twitter at the NECBL. And of course, go to the NECBL website uh, to get all the latest news daily rundowns uh the ros- rosters schedules stats uh go to the necbl website for all that and uh yeah we hope you enjoyed this one and we hope to see you next week where we'll be talking about most likely the necbl champions thank you <laughs>